Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners today. We're so thankful to have this opportunity again to open up God's Word with all of you, have the opportunity to teach you a little bit more from the greatest book that's ever been written, harboring the greatest or, or bearing the greatest knowledge that has ever been made available to mankind, and the greatest wisdom giving us the direction that we can live our lives by that is the most fulfilling, and that is to live for God and to point our lives toward heaven. How blessed we are to have God's word. We're thankful to be with you. We take this as a very serious ministry here at Sunny Slope. It's not just something that we do to expend some funds that have been allocated in a budget. It's not something we do to fill some time in a, in a slot that we say we need to do this or we need to do that. Now, this is something we take very seriously. We strive to glorify God by teaching his word accurately and effectively. And through the radio waves, we try to reach out to as many people as we possibly can with the saving message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help you come closer to God. And the best way that we can do that is to teach you his word accurately and effectively. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And as you study more and learn more from God's word, then naturally your faith in God should be growing. And as your faith in God grows, then you should be coming closer to God. And our prayer is that you will ultimately come to him all the way, his way, through Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and his Son, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in him, and surrendering to him in baptism for the remission of your sins. Our prayers are with you, and our prayers are for you. We're going to begin a new study today, and we're actually going to be talking about the Word of God, God's Word. And what we're really going to be focusing in on is sound doctrine the importance of sound doctrine. Now, we've talked on the program here many times about that word or term doctrine. And I think it is a word that a lot of people probably don't fully understand and that they have not really taken much time to think about. It, it's a technical-sounding word, but its meaning is not technical at all. It sounds like something that... that is deep and profound. And, and while it is deep and profound in ultimate understanding, yet it is a word that is simple by definition. The word doctrine simply means teaching. That's all that it means, teaching. So we're not really looking at some kind of super sophisticated, highly intellectual term and meaning here. We're simply looking at a word that describes teaching. Now, the Bible is so important. We keep emphasizing this on Search the Scriptures. We try to help people understand how it is through God's Word that He has guided us in His will, how He has imparted His wisdom and knowledge, His guidance and direction. It is through His Word that we have hope it is through his word that we understand that this life is not all there is. In fact, the best is still ahead if we will live according to God's teachings communicated to us in his word. And that's key. 
His word guides us as to that best that's still ahead, and that's eternal life with him in heaven. In, Rome, in, in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, the apostle Paul wrote, the King James Version says, study to show yourself approved unto God. The New King James Version, and, and perhaps another one or two at least, say, be diligent to present yourself approved to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, the idea of study, of course, is one of diligence. You study, you're diligent at it, you're reading, you're continuing to read, you're trying to dig into it, you're trying to understand it. We understand what study means. We've been to school, haven't we? <laughs> We've been told to study for the exam tomorrow. We've been told to read such and such chapter or maybe a few chapters and then to do the questions at the end of the chapter. We understand the concept of study. It is applying ourselves to learning whatever material it is that the teacher is instructing us in at that particular time. Well, Paul tells us to study God's word. And he says, do this so that you can be approved before God, approved by God. And the basis upon which that approval would be given by God is that you can rightly divide the word of truth. The word of truth is God's word. Jesus, on the night of his betrayal, prayed to the Father, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So the truth that Paul is focusing on here is God's word. So rightly dividing the word of truth, rightly dividing, in other words, understanding correctly, and then properly handling that word of God, making the proper applications in your life, and as you might try to teach it to others as well rightly dividing the word of truth. And it is on that basis that you're able to rightly divide, correctly understand, and correctly and properly apply the teachings of his word, the word of truth, that you will be standing approved before God or by God. So it's important that we get into his word. Now later, in the third chapter of 2 Timothy, Paul goes on and he talks about the importance of God's word. In verse 15, he reminds Timothy that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So the knowledge of how to come to salvation through Jesus Christ is given to us in God's word, the word of truth. He goes on in verse 16 and he says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, complete in the sense that you understand what it is to be a man of God to be a person of righteousness, to be a faithful and righteous follower of God. 
The word guides us in all of that. Now that's how important it is. And yet when we say that's how important it is, that's kind of saying it in a nutshell. And it really kind of begs the question, it, it is so important. And it goes far beyond that. We could elaborate on that, I guess, for the rest of our lives and still maybe not cover sufficiently just how blessed we are to have God's word and how important it is that we know at least the basis of the teachings that are communicated to us therein. The importance of sound doctrine. In John chapter 8, beginning with verse 31, Jesus said, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Now, the word abide means to live in or live by. We've talked about that particular word a number of times in reference to different passages of Scripture. We understand, again, going back to, to school and we read some of the literature and it talks about our abode. Now that may be somewhat, uh, somewhat uh, poetic in, in, in term, in terminology, in talking about wherever we live, our home, whatever it is. It might be a house, might be an apartment, but wherever we live, we talk about our abode. Some people will say our humble abode. We're simply talking about where we live. Well, abide is a form of that word, and so abode is where you live. To abide is to live in or live by. So Jesus says, if you abide in my word, or if you live in my word, or live by my word, you are my disciples indeed. Now let's analyze what he said there, and kind of uh, take it apart and, and, and put it back together in a different form. Jesus is saying, if you're going to be my disciples, or in order to be one of my disciples, you have to live in my word. You have to live by my word. A whole lot of people want to claim faith in Jesus. They want to claim union with Jesus, that he belong, he, they belong to him, that he's in their heart, but they don't want to live by his teachings. They just want to have this superficial kind of relationship with him that they claim is so special, but they don't want to live by his teachings. That's something else to them. They don't think that's necessary. But Jesus here says it is absolutely necessary. It is absolutely central to having that relationship with him. A disciple is a follower. A little more technical term, it is an adherent, one who adheres to someone or something. We understand the idea of adhering. We all use scotch tape, don't we? And so we stick that tape onto something and it adheres to whatever that surface is. Its quality or ability to adhere is what makes it do what it's supposed to do as tape. All right. So Jesus says, if you are 
if you want to be an adherent of mine, a disciple, if you want to be one with me, then you have to live by my word. You have to live in my word. And then he goes on in verse 32 and he says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Now we've already seen what the truth is. We looked at John chapter 17 and verse 17 where Jesus prayed to the Father in the night of his betrayal and said, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. We looked at that in in conjunction with 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15 where Paul said that we need to be able to rightly divide or handle correctly, understand correctly, and make the proper applications to the word of truth, the word of God, God's word. So if we want to be a true disciple of Jesus, we must live by his word, by his teachings, and that's going to equip us or qualify us to knowing the truth. We have to know the truth to be able to live by his teachings. His word is truth. And in knowing that truth and living by it, that truth will set us free. Set us free from the guilt and condemnation of sin. Set us free in salvation. In 2 John chapter 1, and there's only one chapter in that short letter of John, 2 John chapter 1 and verse 9. John says, whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. Now, transgresses, the idea is to go ahead or miss the mark. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in, and we already know what abide in means. It is to live in, to live by the word of God. Now here, the word doctrine is used by John. And so he says, whoever transgresses and does not live in or live by the doctrine of Christ Remember, we talked about what the word doctrine means earlier. It simply means teaching. So the teaching of Christ does not have God. Now, let me take a moment and emphasize, because there seem to be some people who try to distinguish between the doctrine of Christ and the gospel of Christ. Such an attempt... to distinguish between the two and say that they're two different things is absolute absurdity. The gospel of Christ is the teaching of Christ, the teaching about him. And you cannot have the teaching about Christ without having the teaching of Christ. Now, some of you may be sitting there and saying, huh, what are you talking about? Well, hopefully the absurdity of the whole discussion is getting across to you. There are people who will say, well, the teaching about Christ is different than the teaching of Christ. We need to know about Christ, but 
Now, all those teachings of Christ, the teachings that he gave, that's, that's something different. That's, that's doctrine. But the teaching of Christ or about Christ, that's the gospel. Nonsense. The two are exactly the same. Jesus came teaching and preaching. He gave us instruction. He gave us commandments. He gave us the wisdom and the will of God. That's doctrine. And that also is the doctrine of Christ. The teaching of Christ. And it includes the teaching about Christ. You cannot separate the two logically or correctly. So John says, if you do not live in or live by the doctrine of Christ, you do not have God. Now, that one statement should instantly motivate us and, and, and let the light bulbs come on, you know, bright and you know, blinking on and off and on and off, saying, hey, this is important stuff. Because it ought to clue us in immediately as to how important sound doctrine is. Now, sound doctrine, somebody might say, well, what is that, sound doctrine? You've told us what doctrine is. It's simply teaching. But what is sound doctrine? Well, sound doctrine would be correct doctrine or true doctrine, doctrine that you can have confidence in because you know it's correct, it's right, it's truth. Remember, we're supposed to be able to rightly divide correctly handle and properly apply the word of truth. So sound doctrine would be the doctrine or the teaching that is consistent with that truth, the truth which is God's word. So whoever does, does not abide in, does not live in, does not live by the doctrine of Christ, that would be all the teachings about him and all the teachings by him, does not have God. What would it mean to not have God? You're not with God, and God is not with you. If you're not living by his teachings, John says, you're not with God. You're not walking with him. He's not walking with you. Well, what would be the ultimate consequence of that truth? Eternal condemnation would seem to be obvious because we have to be with God. We have to have his approval, his forgiveness. We have to have his grace in order to be in heaven with him, to have eternal life. So if we're separated from God because of our sins, and Isaiah chapter 59 tells us that that is exactly the consequence of sin. It separates us from God. Well, then we have no hope, it would seem. I know these are really straightforward and tough to, to understand not to understand intellectually, but to understand emotionally, 
principles because we don't want to be cut off from God. We want the forgiveness. We want the salvation. We want the eternal life. But John is telling us, and Paul also told us back in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15 and chapter 3 and verses 15 through 17, and Jesus told us back in John chapter 8 and verses 31 and 32 that being right with God is contingent upon our living by his teaching or doctrine, living by it correctly, truthfully. Remember how Paul put it, rightly dividing. Again, correctly understanding and correctly applying. We must know the truth of God's word. And we must live by that truth faithfully. Whoever does not, whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. If there were no other statement in the entire Bible that talked about the importance of our knowing correctly and handling correctly and living truly by the teachings of God's word, that one would do it all by itself. If we're not living in, living by the doctrine of Christ, we do not have God. We're not with God. We're not walking with him, and he's not walking with us. The, text, the verse goes on and says, he who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. He has that unity with God the Father and God the Son. And then verse 10 goes on and says, and this just further emphasizes the importance of sound doctrine, correct teaching from God's word. If anyone comes to you and does not, does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house, nor greet him. For he who greets him shares in his evil deeds. Now I think what we can conclude from this, these two verses, is that if somebody comes to us with some other doctrine or a variation of this doctrine, one that does not stay true to the teachings of the scriptures, then John says, do not, do not give him any encouragement don't let him come into your house teaching that false doctrine because it's false doctrine. It contradicts the truth of God's word. And if you encourage him or offer him any kind of encouragement in, that, in his teaching, that false doctrine, then you stand the risk of sharing in his evil deeds. The importance of sound doctrine. We're just getting into this really well. We'll come back and we'll continue this, story, this study next time. In just a moment, we'll tell you how you can contact us and ask for the free Bible study that we always offer. And when we say free, it is exactly that. We'll take care of the postage even. All you have to do is ask for it. You can also receive a copy of today's program on CD. And all you have to do is ask for that, and we'll take care of the postage. So be sure to write down that information and contact us right away, won't you?